Hi guys, welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD podcast. I'm your host, Alana, the ADHD life coach. I've pretty much figured out how to manage my ADHD and now I help others do the same through my courses, through my one-on-one coaching, and through this podcast. I can be found on Instagram at coachingbyalana and you can follow along for podcast updates at absolutely.adhd. Thank you guys for being here and I hope you like this episode. Hi, welcome back. Hey, Sam. Hi, listeners. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the States, Alana. Thank you. I'm recovering from a cold. Yeah. Are you you jet lagged? I am a little bit. I forced myself to stay up. It's a seven hour time difference. So it's definitely going to take some time. Just for everyone listening, Alana never really adjusted to the time over in Israel either. I would text her at like normal times for me and she would be like, oh yeah, I'm working. And I look at my clock and I'm like, it's like 2 a.m. in Tel Aviv. I know it was so weird, but that's like when my, you know, friend, like when you guys were up and my family here and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I never. It's so weird. Whenever I go to Australia, like my TikTok and my Instagram and my social media is like dead when I'm awake. So it's so, you know, sometimes I stay up just to see what the people are up to. I know. (laughs) What's it like at that hour? Yeah, Sam has fam from Australia, like your whole dad's side. Yeah, my whole dad's side. And actually, Alana and I, like, I think part of the reason our friendship is so strong is because we travel together. You know, and I think we're so lucky in that sense that we're best friends who have, but we've been so many places together. Like you came with me to Australia. Well, you came when I was already there. You get to go by yourself. Do you remember that? And your flight was like delayed and it was a whole thing, but you're such a trooper. That was, what was the total travel time? Like I flew to- That total travel time was like 32 hours. Like it was was over 24 that was wild. Yeah. Wild. Uh, yeah. I'm like adjusting and um, we were supposed to do the podcast a couple of days ago. I wasn't feeling great. I was just trying to oh adjust and everything. Jesse, our amazing podcast manager. I feel so bad because we're, she's going to be editing this without much time. Like, yeah. I mean, it's so funny because even with the time different stuff, now I'm so accustomed to like realizing that so much of the stuff that I struggle with is connected to ADHD where I'm probably like your inability to adjust to time difference probably has something to do with ADHD. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure there's a reason in there. Yeah, no, we need our sleep. We need our consistent sleep and I was drinking a lot of caffeine today and you know what it reminded me of so when we first started the first time we did this podcast like I was of course so nervous and everything um and I have to be really careful because I always want more caffeine but it's not good for my anxiety and it actually makes some things really hard for me to articulate and so I was thinking today um when we had that first episode and you were like Alana, what is with all the liquids? Like I, I, had, <laughs> I had like a huge coffee that I was drinking like every two seconds and then like water and then something else. And <laughs> look, I'm a fan. Whenever I go to brunch, it's three liquids. Okay. You have a drink with alcohol, a drink with caffeine and water. And that's all I need. Honestly, if I could live like that for my entire life, but I tend to stop drinking caffeine in the afternoon and yeah. because it takes a lot, like a surprising amount of time for caffeine to run through your body. I think they say you should really stop drinking caffeine by it's between two and 4 PM. 
if yeah. you want to get sleep at by like 11. Totally. No, I have to just stop around honestly three. I don't even like to drink coffee later than three because it yeah. really will like mess up my sleep. It's already hard enough to sleep when we have these busy brains, which I know. Oh, I it's remember talking about. I know. I just want to say one more thing on the caffeine busy brain thing, because it is such a good segue. And it's just a funny anecdote. Um, ADHD brains and espresso martinis do not mix. Big X on that. Literally, I remember one time I had two of them and I vibrated myself awake at like 2 (laughs) a.m. and didn't sleep for the rest of the night. It was terrible. So, you know, just make smart decisions with the alcohol and the caffeine because, you know, busy brains. And speaking of, (laughs) that's what we're talking about today. We are. Today, we're talking about the struggle of busy brains and always being focused on the next thing, which is tough and overwhelming. And it makes it really hard to be present in the moment when we always have just a million things that we're like already focused on the next thing, you know? Yeah. And I even notice it in my travel time, like how fast I walk and it's uncomfortably fast. Like I'm not just a natural fast walker. I'm trying to get from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. And I'll even catch myself like, Sometimes even when we're doing the podcast, I'm not thinking about this. I'm thinking about five steps down the road because I've already thought about this two hours ago. 100%. Our brain actually does not stop. It is just constantly moving. It's like a hamster wheel. And it makes it a little bit hard to be flexible, you know, just like with life because you can't always, I can anticipate what I'm going to do, but I can't anticipate what's going to happen, you know, so it makes it a little jarring. Plus it's like exhausting. It's just tiring. And overwhelming. We are already, we already know with the whole emotional dysregulation thing, like we not only get overwhelmed more, but like more often, but our brain experiences that overwhelm really, really strongly. Like, yeah, in a really, in that, in an emotional capacity too, like I get what I'm about to say is flippant, but like life should be fun. And I understand that it's not always fun. I think you and I know that it can be really, really not fun sometimes. Well, but like- I'm thinking end, of us yesterday on the phone. Oh my it God. Not, it's not a fun day. We, we were going to record yesterday, but both of us got on the phone and I immediately started crying. Immediately. I was just like, I couldn't, you know, it was just one of those days. But, you know, I get that we're going to have those days, but in the whole context of our life, like, it's supposed to be fun. And I think always focusing on the next thing and the next thing, it makes it really not fun. Yeah, it it's not fun. And it also makes it so that we can't even be aware or proud of ourselves for the things that we've done. And I'm not talking about like major accomplishments. I'm talking like the things that seem small, like handling a situation a little bit better than we did last time. Like we can't, so often we don't sit and reflect on that because we're already onto the next thing. And we're already like, how am I going to navigate this? How am I going to deal with this? And then we're just constantly adding on and on and on. Take a breath, you know, like our stuff, there's stuff that we have to check off the to-do list. And we've spoken about this before with ADHD brains. Like we're very, you know, focused on tick, 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 that kind of thing. But like, you can check stuff off the to-do list while also being present in the thing that you're doing at the time. 
Totally. And with that also, there's a strategy for it. It's like a therapy type strategy and I don't remember the name of it, but it has to do with like grabbing, like holding on to these small little feelings of like joy of like nice things throughout our day. Even just just things like, you know, when you have like sunshine and like you feel sunshine on your face and you're like, seriously, and like we want to like grab onto those and like hold them for later. It helps us be more mindful. You know, that's something I'm trying to work on myself. You know, and I have such a bad memory. Like, I think that's probably also an ADHD thing, such a terror, like a lack of ability to remember these slow moments. But the only way I'm going to get better at it is by practicing, you know? Yeah. Practicing slowing down and being intentional about like giving ourselves time to slow down, like, cause we're probably not naturally going to do it. So sometimes we yeah. have to build that in, in a really intentional way and be like, totally. I, I have to do this for myself. I have to find the things that recharge my, you know, fill my cup and yeah. which like for us, that's calling each other and like talking. It's so funny when we do that. I don't know. Sometimes we do that and then we're like, wow, we should have done that. <laughs> like, we should have- I should have called her a long time ago. And it's with little stuff too, like stuff that I don't want to really bother you with or stuff that I feel like I should be able to sort out myself. Like whenever you call me with stuff, it just makes me feel special a little bit. That's such a and nice thing that- to say about the random chaos I call you about. I know. And I think that a lot of the time, like people in our community, people who start, like we're so hard on ourselves. Like we touch on this, like every podcast topic. So being able to recognize like, oh, that made me feel really good. Like that's okay to say, you know? Yeah, no, totally. Those little things that refill our cup, we really want to recognize what they are. Um, What I think about a lot with this topic is like, and I'm sure everyone can relate to this. Who's going to listen that feeling of like when you're trying to wind down or lay in bed and your mind just keeps, I don't really know. Like, I think that's the one thing that I struggle with the most Mm -hmm. racing thoughts and like always focused on the next thing, even though I know like nothing is going to like the whole world is asleep at midnight. I mean, that's a broad statement, but you know (laughs) what I mean? Like no business decisions can be made. There's no familial things or friend things that are going to be sorted then. So why can't I just take six hours to just relax? Like, why is that so hard? I know it is hard. And and nights, nights are like, it's 10 times harder at night. I don't know. Night rolls around and all, all the demons. It's just like all the anxiety, all the just everything from the day. Well, that's the thing too. We're going, going, going all day. And then the second that we're not, it's like, we're thinking about everything. We're reflecting all on everything at once. And that's too overwhelming. I know everything that I said that day and how, like what I'm dealing with right now, like acutely in a couple of my relationships and friendships is like just over analyzing the stuff that I've said. Mm -hmm. and how that made the other person feel and how they may or may not react and that pulls me out of the moment a lot is worrying about how I'm perceived by other people and that is such like that's so relatable and it's so taxing it's it's so draining I know it's every just every all of that it's really good to note that like I think when we talk about always moving on to the next thing, that doesn't even have to be task oriented. It can be emotional. It can be rooted oh, yeah. in 
oh, I wonder what my mom thinks about this, or I wonder what my boyfriend or my girlfriend is going to say, or I really like this person. And maybe I shouldn't have said that last night or, you know, whatever, like, it doesn't have to be like, I have to do this, but then I have to do this, but then I have to do this. And how am I going to get all this done? Like, I think sometimes the toughest part about it are those non-tangible things. Totally. No, absolutely. I think that's such a good point. And the, and I think also the reason why it's so important that we have to be intentional about slowing down and build those things in is because we will burn out. Like we yeah. 100%, you know, when you just, especially when um, a lot of us, you know, the people who have jobs and outward facing things where we do have to mask our ADHD symptoms or yeah. we, whether we realize it or not, you know, the things that we're masking to appear a certain way or whatever it is that is so emotionally draining to be doing all the time because we are we have all these thoughts we all the all these things yeah. in our minds but then we also have the pressures of having to look confident and having to look professional and having to act well and then do this and that no. and that adds like 10 other layers onto it and then you know we always talk about the intersection between ADHD and other mental health things like depression and anxiety and stuff. And for me, it's a slippery slope between feeling that way. And then thinking, what am I even doing? You know, like this whole, what's even the point type of attitude. Yeah. And that's a hard place for me to get out of sometimes, you know, sometimes I'm like, wait, I can stop it like that. But then sometimes on days where I either haven't been taking care of myself or days where I am like, going on that hamster wheel of emotion and, you know, jumping from one thing to the other, it's really hard for me to stop and say, okay, this is an overwhelming thought. It's not necessary or pertinent to the situation. Just take a step back. Like sometimes I can do that, but sometimes I fall into the trap of like, what's even the point, you know? And that's scary for me. It's almost sometimes, especially during the really stressful things, it's almost like survival mode, right? Like you know, yeah. you know, those situations where us ADHDers, we, a lot of us are good under pressure because there is simply no other choice. We have either waited yeah. until whenever, or it's just like our, our body, whatever it is, our nervous system knows we have to deliver this right now. So we're going to do what we have to do. And then after yeah. we're probably going to hit a wall and be burned out. Yeah. But because we're almost just like doing whatever we can to get through the day or, you know, get through one challenge before we're focused yeah. on the next, we don't give ourselves enough credit. And that is really the whole point of this podcast is like, because of this, it makes it really difficult to like, be proud of ourselves of how far yeah. we've gone, what we've navigated, like all these things. <laughs> Why are you laughing? No, I'm just giggling because it's like, I relate to this so heavily in my, I'm in a retail job right now and I feel, and I only work part-time in that retail job. So, you know, my, I'll work like five hours, but it is so on all the time that I'll get home and I'll have other stuff to do, but I cannot do it. And all I do is sit in front of my TV because oh. I'm so burnt out and I'm so focused in the whole entire time I've had to be active but my brain has had time to wander in a non-healthy way. And so it's like this convergence of, I don't want to speak to a single person, but I'm so burnt out and anxious and I don't know what to do. So I just sit. Yes. And then so, when you've had the pressure of, or not the pressure, let's say we've told ourselves something unrealistic, like, all right, when I get back from five hours of work, I'm going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to meal prep 
for the week or something like, or I'm going to clean my apartment, whatever. And then we're too exhausted to do that. Yeah. And then we feel bad because now we're focused on the fact that we couldn't do that. And it's like, well, we just went through like, you know, and it's, it's just so, so exhausting. And I always felt that if I had a personal assistant, then all my problems would be solved, which is probably true. Well, this is one of the things that I wasn't going to talk about this, but ongoing, like managing ADHD, a huge part of it is delegating, like figuring out the things that we can push ourselves to do and the things that truly, truly do make sense to take off of our plate. And obviously sometimes there's, you know, financial barriers and, and other things, but sometimes this is really worth it, you know? And I saw someone, I forget who, but their assistant was doing their dishes and, at first you would think, oh, maybe is that silly? No, it's not silly. Think of how overwhelming. <laughs> and these, this is like some of the things I'm thinking about the examples of that is, you know, the delivery for groceries, for example, sometimes yeah. the, the small extra cost of doing that is worth whatever time you can spend doing something else, you know? And so yeah. little, or, you know, Time spent doing something else, time spent relaxing, like not having to go to the grocery store. Like it's also like people who live with family or like partners or whatever, you know, that's just communicating with your partner, the things that or the person you're living with, roommates, friends, whatever, the things that we can't handle on our plate all the time. And that's okay. And I, and I think so often ADHD years fall into the trap of like, because we feel so guilty and bad and about our inability to do stuff. We don't want to bother other people. We don't want to bother our loved ones, but this is such a good full full circle moment. Your friends on the whole. Okay. I'm not saying for everyone and not for definitely not for everything, but on the whole, your friends and loved ones and family, they want to be bothered by you. They want to, they want to be there for you. You know, like I deal with this with my puppy all the time. I have one friend, a and they're a couple, so two friends, I guess. Here, they're dating each other. That was like the weirdest way to describe that ever. Understood. Freddie and Meredith live in Austin, and Freddie's family has had miniature schnauzers in his family. So mm-hmm. he's like very aware and loves the breed and everything. And Meredith is, you know, such a wonderful, like w- one of the best people I've ever met, honestly. And they are always so happy to watch Wally whenever I need, but I feel so guilty that whenever I pick him up and drop him off from their house, I like profusely apologize. And Meredith is like, when are you going to understand that? Like, we like doing this. Like, so that's to say, I wouldn't ask them to like take out my trash or anything. Right. Like, There are, there are tasks and ways to lift the burden that people actually enjoy doing, you know? Totally. One of my best guy friends, Duncan, shout out Duncan. We joke, we laugh so shout much out Duncan. <laughs> because we laugh so much because our texts are like, we ask a question, no worries if not. And then the next text is like, no worries if not. And oh, it's like, we, both know, we, we both know there's no worries if not, but like, let's just, <laughs> like, we both know that yet we still say it a million times. It's actually I so know. Just catch yourself when you apologize and then think, was it really necessary to apologize there? Nine times out of 10, it's not. Like you haven't done anything. It's so true. This is something so many of us do. And this is the last thing I'm going to say about this. But remember, Devorah, we visited my uh, Israeli like family in Israel year, like the first time Sam and I were there. And I remember she was, you know, we were staying there for like, I think 
four days or something like that. And the first meal she makes for us. And we were like, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. And then she would give us a towel and we'd be like, thank you. And then she would give us, and then she literally said in her door, like in her accent, she was like, you're going to be saying thank you every two seconds. Stop saying thank you. (laughs) Like she, and that is something that we do a lot. And similar to this, I guess, I don't know what. Also, I think it's funny because we continuously get louder and louder during these podcasts. <laughs> oh my God. I have gotten in trouble at work for um, being too loud to for just oh. like talking too loud. And I don't even notice it. And I think also I have inner ear damage and probably I should get my ears cleaned, but I do think that's an ADHD thing, isn't it? Being like very loud. Um, may, I mean, maybe a little parts of it. We should look at I that. think we get like I think we get just passionate and yeah. you know we... excitable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, it's so catching yourself when your mind is racing, right? And not putting pressure on yourself to stop it, just noticing it, I think is like probably the first and best step to learning how to be more present. Because I don't think either of us are sitting here saying that the thoughts are ever going to go away. Like they're not. And that's not the point of the podcast is to tell you guys that there's one easy way to make sure none of this, like it's going to keep happening. But I think it's finding ways to enjoy the parts of us that we don't like, you know, finding ways to like capitalize on these skills without letting the things that are really difficult weigh us down too much. Totally. And supporting ourselves in, you know, trying to avoid the burnout as much as we can, but doing it with, you know, self-compassion and just knowing the times where we do want to challenge ourselves to build in more downtime to, you know, other things. And that's a huge thing. I think so many of us will plan out our days and not give your, not give ourselves a break. Like even if it's five minutes of scrolling on your phone I don't know or reading or walking outside or just feeling the sunshine I don't know something like that totally absolutely this was a fun conversation I know I feel like this whole episode was a lot of like commiserating but it's it's cathartic commiserating you know (laughs) it's I you know we say this also every podcast like our only goal in all of this is to create a community for everyone so that there's a place for people to go. And I do think that it people enjoy us being like, yeah, this sucks and this sucks. Because <laughs> I think so often we don't really talk about the things that are embarrassing or the things that are difficult. So it's really nice yeah. to know that I'm not the only person. Totally. But this is why I like the ADHD community is just so, I think, powerful and amazing because these are yeah. things that, I mean, so often we're like, okay, we have ADHD, great. What is great. that? None of us, are, no one knows what that actually or no one's really talking about what that actually means what our brains trying to do like what is happening and yeah that's all we're trying to do here so I know and you're not I think that so often people think that they need to be fixed you know you don't need to be fixed yeah you guys are amazing and we love you yeah and there's nothing wrong and there's no like flip there's no switch that needs to be flipped there's no there's nothing wrong it's just finding ways to work this into your life in a healthy, happy, and productive way. And for some people that looks like medication and for some people that looks like therapy and for some people that looks like listening to two girls who don't know what they're talking about on a podcast. (laughs) And sometimes that looks like, you know, 
asking the people that you love to help, you know, take some of the load off and like yeah. we are talking about and yeah. all that stuff. And something that I like to do, it just makes me feel better is I do feel uncomfortable asking, for instance, Freddie and Meredith to watch Wally, but um, I bring them baked goods as a thank you, or I'll write them a card or like, we'll give them a little Christmas present. I don't know. There's ways to make asking for things a lot more comfortable. You know, it doesn't have to be a go all in. Can you do this for me? It can be a trade-off. If that makes you feel better, offer something in return, you know, something that you know that they need or they would like, because that helps make me feel a lot less guilty about it. Totally. Actually, that kind of gave me the idea for maybe our next conversation maybe like talking about communicating our needs or articulating our needs things like that definitely need to talk about that oh my god because i think so easily we all fall into the guilt trap let us know if you have any questions i think that we should do another q a episode soon i think that one was really helpful and interesting so yeah i agree good luck with everything this week guys and we will talk to you soon talk to you next week bye Bye. Thank you so much for listening and tuning into this episode of the Absolutely ADHD podcast. As I said before, you can find us on Instagram at absolutely.adhd and go ahead and message us. Let us know what you want to hear more about. And don't forget to like, subscribe, give us a rating, all that good stuff so we can continue sharing this information with more amazing ADHDers. Thank you guys for listening and I hope you have a good week. Bye.